Um, the next session will be half an hour to 40 minutes. And the session is entitled, Success for One, Success for All. Bismillah. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa usalli wa usallimu salatan wa tasliman. Yaliqani bimaqami Amir al-Anbiya'i wa Imam al-Mursaleen. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu waliyu salihin. Wa ashadu anna sayyidana wa nabiyyana wa azimana wa habibana muhammadan. Rasulullah khatamul anbiya'i wal mursaleen. Sallillahumma wa sallim wa barika ala hadha nabiyya al-ameen wa ala alihi wa sahabatihi al-ghurri al-mayameen amma ba'd. Jamaat al-Muslimin, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ramadan kareem, Ramadan mubarak, kullu aam wa antum bi khair. And inshallah we make special dua for our beloved Buddha Ahmad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you a speedy recovery inshallah. We're all going to make dua together for you inshallah before we leave or before I leave this, this hall inshallah. Muslimin, the idea of what I just said to Buddha Ahmad, I think is the bottom line of success for one, success for all. As long as we are hoping for the success of others, that is when we are successful. And as long as we are hoping for others not to be successful, that is where we have failed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, Ba'da'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim, In tamsaskum hasanatun tasu'hum, wa in tusibukum sayyiatun yafrahu biha, wa in tasbiru wa tattaqu, la yadurrukum kayduhum shay'a, إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِمَا يَعْمَلُونَ مُحِيطًا Allah SWT says, If something good befalls you, it pains them, it distresses them, it irritates them. وَإِن تُسِبُكُمْ سَيِّئَةٌ but if something bad happens to you, some difficulty finds itself in front of you, some trial or tribulation or calamity befalls you, yafrahu biha. They overjoyed. As liquor form, as khutsu. Wa in but if you persevere and you are mindful of Allah, you're mindful of Allah, then their plotting against you will not harm you in the slightest. Then their plotting against you will not harm you in the slightest. They don't want you to be successful. They don't want you to attain good. They don't want you to be happy. They are only happy when you are in difficulty or when a trial or tribulation befalls you. But if you persevere and you are mindful of Allah, then this plotting of theirs will not harm you in the slightest. Inna Allaha bima ya'maluna Indeed Allah is all-encompassing of what they do. In other words, they can't do anything to you except that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you. So you mustn't even worry about them. La tulqoonahum bala. You know, it's a beautiful word. Alqa yulqi means to throw. Alqa yulqi means to throw or to, or to give over. Bal, 
can literally be interpreted as a thought. It was, don't even give them, don't even give them a thought. They can't harm you in the slightest. Jumatul Muslimin, unfortunately, this ayah has to do with the kuffar against the believers. Why I say unfortunately? Because this is how we find Muslims treating each other. This verse actually has to do with the, with the disbelievers, those who don't believe in Allah and His Messenger. That when something good happens to the Muslims, oh, it irritates them. They are so upset. And if something bad happens to the Muslims, ah, they celebrate, they cheer. But today when we look at the situation in our, in our ummah, we don't even have to look at the kuffar and the way they are behaving. That is how they are going to behave. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it in the Holy Quran, but it becomes really scary when we start behaving like that towards each other. And when we actually take a step back and we realize what success actually is, then those people, those Muslims that are saddened by the success of other Muslims and those Muslims who are happy with the distress of other Muslims are their own worst enemy. Because number one, they haven't even understood what is success. I think that's our biggest problem and that's where maybe we sh- it's a good starting point. Let us define what is success. Because we live in a very, very materialistic world. Where we measure success as a'udhu billah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to change. It's the month of Ramadan. The month of siyam and qiyam. The month of taqwa and iman. The month of of rahmah and ghufran. It's a month in which we can really change our lives. It's really an opportunity for change. And spiritually, our condition is not going to change. Or whether it be in any other facet of our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Allah la yughayyiru ma biqawmin hatta yughayyiru ma bi'anfusim. Allah will not change the condition of a people until at such time as they change the condition of themselves. So we have to make the first move. Life is about choices. We have to choose change. And the change that I'm speaking about, because sadly we live in a society where Muslims, many Muslims, measure success by how much money you earn, the type of career you have, the type of car that you drive, the kind of house that you live in, the kind of jewelry that you might own, the kind of cell phone that you might use. This is how many Muslims today, in this materialistic, capitalistic environment, how they measure success. What, What school your children go to, what accents they speak with, who their friends are, whether they're going to become doctors or lawyers or accountants or actuarial scientists. And there's nothing wrong in striving for those things. Don't get me wrong. But that is not how we must measure success. The dunya, al-basr. The life of this world is nothing but a blink of an eyelid. It's a fleeting moment. مَثَلِي وَمَثَلِ الدُّنْيَا كَمَثَلِ رَاحِلٍ إِسْتَظَلَّ تَحْتَ شَجَرَةٍ ثُمَّ انْصَرَفٍ The likeness of me and the likeness of this world is the likeness of a traveler on a journey who has sought 
to take rest under the shade of a tree and then he's moved on. Says our beloved Prophet Muhammad So if it's material, then for how long can we really enjoy it? So if we, if we measure success with the dunya, how long are you going to bask in the glory of that success? Just a blink of an eyelid. Just a fleeting moment. That doesn't sound very successful. Whereas the success that we really are hoping for is more of a, a longer lasting success. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains to us emphatically, without an iota of doubt, where true success lies. And I'm going to differentiate between what is true success in the akhirah and even what is true success on the dunya. But success in the ultimate meaning of the word or where it is truly going to count for us is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ وَإِنَّمَا تُوَفَّوْنَ أُجُورَكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازَ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاءُ الْغُرُورِ Every soul will taste the death. Says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, matter, so no matter how much material wealth we attain, money, cars, houses, cell phones, we are going to die. And when we die, we are going to be buried. And none of those things are going to be buried with us. Written on the door of the Qabr, لَقَدْ جِئْتُمُونَ فُرَادَ كَمَا خَلَقَنَاكُمْ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ You have come unto us singular, just like we created you for the first time. Just like we all left the wombs of our mothers for the first time, naked and owning nothing of this world, so we're going to be put into that qabr, naked, just with a few pieces of white cloth, owning nothing of this world. Not even a cell phone. I haven't seen a kafang with a cell phone pocket or a pocket for change. Wallahi, they're not even going to give you a SIM card. And also it wouldn't have any use because there's no network in the qabr. So, كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ Every soul will taste the death. And everybody will be given their reward. When? On the day of judgment. Everybody will be paid their wages in full. Everybody will get what they have earned. When? On the day of judgment. So whoever is saved from the fire. This is the ultimate success. The ultimate success. The one that we should all be striving for. فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ So whoever is saved from the fire. وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ And entered into paradise. فَقَدَ فَاز Then they are successful. The ultimate success. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا And then if we're still thinking that success lies in this world. In terms of material possession, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirms to us at the end of this ayah, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ And the life of this world is nothing but deceiving enjoyment. It's deceiving. Anything that can be perceived as material success in this world, it is deception. Because you have it with you the, the one moment, the next moment it's gone. Or you have it with you the one moment, and the next moment you are gone. So there's one thing that we have to try and do, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, is to change our mindset as to how we measure success. لَيْسَ الْغِنَى عَنْ كَثْرَةِ الْعَرَضِ إِنَّمَا الْغِنَى غِنَى النَّفْسِ Ah, there we go. Now we are in the 
We're in the doctor's surgery now. Okay. Or we've already done the diagnosis. Now we need some dawa. Now we need some dawa. For what? For the da. What language is he speaking? Dawa is Arabic for medicine. And da is Arabic for for sickness. So which chemist are we going to go to? Clicks? Uh, Synergy? Any other names? Craven Park? No. We're going to go to Sayyidatil or Sayyidaliyatil Rasulillah. Sayyidaliyati Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We're going to go to the chemist of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We're going to go to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for the dawa. Which comes from Allah. Everything comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here he gives it. لَيْسَ الْغِنَى عَنْ كَثْرَةِ الْعَرَضِ وَلَكِنْ الْغِنَى غِنَى النَّفْسِ Ten words! Wallahi جَوَامِعُ الْكَلِمِ إِنَّمَا أُوْتِيْتُ جَوَامِعُ الْكَلِمِ He says, I have been given the جَوَامِعُ الْكَلِمِ جَوَامِعُ الْكَلِمِ is not something easy. To be able to say something in so few words, but with such great meaning. It was something that was given to our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What do we call it? Jawami'ul Kalim. Jawami'ul Kalim. Qalilul Mabani, Kathirul Ma'ani. Just a few words, but such great meaning. Listen to the dawa, listen to the medicine that our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gives us for this illness of measuring success with material possessions. He says, Salawatu Rabbi wa salamu He says, true wealth is not measured by material possession. True wealth is not measured by material possession. Innama nafs. He said, true wealth is measured by the satisfaction of the heart. Success for one, success for all. This is success. This is true wealth on the dunya. We're speaking, we all know what is success in the akhirah? To be saved from the fire and to be entered into Jannah. What about success on the dunya? This is true success on the dunya. Success for one? In other words, I'm satisfied with what Allah has put out for me. Success for all, I'm satisfied for what Allah has put out for everyone. This should be our goal. There's three stages of the soul. Nafs al-Ammara, Nafs al-Ammara, and Nafs al-Lawama. Actually, I should, I should start with the fingers the other way around because we're going up. Nafs al-Ammara, Nafs al-Lawama, and Nafs al-Mutma'inna. We want to go up. Because nafs al-ammara inna nafs al-ammaratun bisu is the lower self. The self that inclines towards evil. But if a person builds their shield of taqwa on their hearts like we are doing in the month of Ramadan keeps all evil invitation and temptation at bay purifies their hearts for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then they can go on to the next stage which is nafs al-lawama the self-reproaching soul. That when you do something wrong, tubtu ilallah. I repent to Allah. Warajatu ilallah. And I return to Allah. Wanadimtu ala ma fa'altu. And I regret about the wrong that I have done. Wa'azamtu Allah a'asillah. And I make a resolution not to disobey Allah. That is an-nafsul lawama. The self-reproaching soul. Make a mistake? Come back to the path. Make another mistake? Come back to the path. كُلُّ بِنِ آدَمَ خَطَّاءٌ وَخَيْرُ الْخَطَّائِينَ التَّوَّابُونَ As our beloved Prophet ﷺ says, all of mankind makes mistakes and the best of those who make mistakes are those who repent and return to Allah. But then there's the third stage that we are all striving for. And that is النَّفْسُ الْمُطَمَئِنَّ 
يا ايتها النفس المطمئنه ارجعي الى ربك let me hear it i can't hear you راضيه مرضيه راضيه راضيه successful one successful all what is radiya pleased the pleased soul or the satisfied soul let's go back to the hadith laysa alghina an kathrat alarad inma alghina ghinan in a nafs true wealth or true success is not measured by material possession true wealth or true success is measured by the satisfaction of the heart radiyatan mardiya so yeah, that means it fits together if we attain if we attain that success in the dunya then we are guaranteed to attain that success the ultimate success in the day of yawm qiyamah ya ayyatuha nafsul mutma'inna who's allah calling out to a satisfied soul satisfied with what allah has put out for it and satisfied with what allah has put out for everyone else mardiya and in turn allah is satisfied with it where is allah calling that soul to go shopping on holiday go to the doctor irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiya return allah is telling that soul to return to him radiyatan mardiya fadkhuli fi ibadi enter amongst my pious servants wadkhuli jannati enter my paradise so now we know success on the dunya equals success in the akhirah but now if We had to first change our our mindset. What is success in the dunya? To be satisfied. Not necessarily to have a PhD, not necessarily to belong to a certain tribe, to come from a certain gao or gam or village or suburb, to carry a certain passport, have a certain color skin, a certain texture of hair, a certain shape of nose. a certain accent certain money certain car certain house ليس الغنى عن كثره الارض انما الغنى غنى النفس and that is why you know, when i listen to our elders in our community and i never grew up in this community i grew up in a My wife always tells me, yeah, yeah, let's go on the gravy train. They're in Bergfleet. And I suppose it was the gravy train because everything was made easy for us. And I can't apologize for that because that is the way in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought me into this world. I'm just grateful that Allah guided me to Islam. Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-Islam wa kafa biha min ni'ma all praise and thanks is due solely to Allah for the favor of Islam and enough favor it is for us so i come from a different community but wallahi when i sit with the elders of the muslim community here in cape town i become nostalgic how do you make sense of that i become nostalgic when the people tell me how tough life was how little they had I met Buta Ali from Simonstown the other day and Buta Ali was telling me about the poverty amongst the Muslims of Simonstown and how difficult it was growing up 10 people in one room the first time he got his first pair of shoes was when he was 16 years of age he did his homework by candlelight but he said subhanallah the people were happy the people were satisfied he said when the fishermen brought in the first catch of the day and offloaded it on long beach there in simonstown somebody would blow a whistle the first catch of the day somebody would blow a whistle 
Why? Because the people had to come and fetch their sadaqah. Because the first catch was sadaqah. Then the catches that they would make after that would go to market. And then Buddha Ali would come and skip. Let's say Emma, come with his bucket and and get as many fish as he was allowed to get, maybe seven or eight or nine fish. But by the time Buddha Ali gets home, he's only got two fish left. Why? Eid for Sis Asachachi? Eid for Sis Khadijachachi? Eid for Buddha Manichachi? And I sit back and I think, Subhanallah, these people were rich. These people were successful. Why? Because they were satisfied. They used to thank Allah for the little bit that Allah had given them and even that they would share with each other. So when we compare that community to the community of today, where materially we have now attained, materially we have gained. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as we can understand the responsibility of it. In fact, it is that type of success. That type of success was the one thing that the Prophet ﷺ feared mostly for us. Do you know that? <laughs> it, it really turns the whole meaning of the word upside down, on its head. And that type of success, material success, was the thing that the Prophet ﷺ feared mostly for us. Our beloved Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he says in the hadith, Wallahi lal akhsha alaykum. He says, By Allah, I don't fear poverty for you. Walakinni akhsha an tuftah alaykum dunya. But I fear that the dunya will open up for you. Fatunafisuha, and then you will chase after it. Kama tanafasuha mankana kabalakum. Just like those before you chased after it. And then it will destroy you like it destroyed them. In the same breath, I must also say that nobody wants to be poor. Sayyidina Ali said, If poverty was a man, I would have killed him. If poverty was a man, I would have killed him. Why? Because Poverty with weakness of faith can lead to disbelief. Poverty with weakness of faith can lead to disbelief. So nobody wants to be poor. And I'm going to repeat myself. It's not a sin to be rich. To strive for more is not a sin. As long as we can be responsible for that wealth. But we mustn't measure our success by that wealth. For Dail ibn Ayyad, he says that the person that wishes for a lot of money wishes for a long court case on the day of your Muqiyamah. We must be careful what you wish for. We must be careful for what type of success we ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the person that wishes for a lot of wealth wishes for a long court case on the day of Qiyamah. Because what's going to happen on that day? Allah is going to ask us, وَمَا look. Your money, where did you get it from? And how did you spend it? So the more we have, the more we're going to be answerable for. So a person that is wealthy, fine. It's not a sin to be rich. Money is not the root to all evil in Islam. It's the love of money. Is a difference. There's been many people in the history of Islam that have used money for the benefit of mankind, to uplift society, to empower people, to help the poor and the needy. And it has been their ticket to Jannah. But there's also been many people that their wealth has been the key to their utter destruction, dunya and akhirah. 
especially when they are disobeying Allah. Because a person that disobeys Allah and then Allah gives to them of the dunya, they need to be very, very concerned. They need to be extremely, extremely worried. A person that is disobeying Allah. Maybe he's gambling. Maybe he's drinking. Maybe he's womanizing. Maybe he's engaging in all the unlawful financial transactions. But the money is just coming. How do we look at that person? Successful? He's a, su- <clears throat> he's a very successful man. Very successful. Wallahi, that's not success. Why do I say so? Because Allah says so. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ فَتَحْنَ عَلَيْهِمْ أَبَوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى إِذَا فَرِحُوا بِمَا أُوتُوا أَخَذْنَاهُمْ بَغْدَةً فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْلِسُونَ And when they forgot, and forgot here, نَسُوا actually means ignore. When they ignored that with which Allah had forewarned them. In other words, the warnings came, the signs came. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are Allah is the most just of those who could be just. And Allah gives everybody a fair chance. Doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Everybody gets a fair chance. And if a person is persisting in doing wrong, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends reminders to them. Sometimes in the way of events, accidents, what I call a divine nudge. وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنْ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى and we shall give them a taste of the small punishment before the big punishment in the hope that they might return to Allah as a cause that they might return to Allah so something happens accident, calamity may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from all the calamities of this life and the punishment of the hereafter very often it's just a wake up call rather take it now so that we can wake up, then to take it in the akhirah when it is too late. Does that make sense? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He might even send somebody to tell you something. That person doesn't even know why they are telling you. But that is a soldier of Allah. How many times has it happened? You know, it was like that person was sent. Haven't you ever had that feeling? It was like a person was sent to tell me that. That person doesn't even know. Nobody knows the soldiers of Allah except him. But if that person ignores the signs of Allah, Allah, number one, our own hearts, that's the first reminder. Because when we do something wrong, the alarm goes off. We have an alarm, a built-in alarm system. Al-birru husn al-khuluq, the Prophet says, piety is good character. Wal-ithmu mahaka fi sadrik, and sin is with that which makes your heart uneasy. When a person is sinning, they can feel it, like the heart starts to vibrate in their, in their chests. They know what they are doing is wrong. And if that doesn't, make you concerned or worried. Sin is that which makes the heart uneasy and that which you wouldn't like other people to know about. So if we're doing something, if we're hiding from people and we're doing something, we wouldn't like people to know what we are doing, this wrong thing that we are doing, then how can we do it in front of Allah? They try to hide from people, but they don't try to hide from Allah. And he is with them. In his knowledge. 
He knows the treachery of the eye and that which hides in the hearts of mankind. You can't hide from Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He uses our hearts, He uses other people, He uses events, He uses all sorts of things to wake us up. But if we persist, if we persist and we ignore those signs, then he opens the doors, the floodgates of the dunya. There, farat. You want it? Take it. فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِي فَتَحْنَ عَلَيْهِمْ أَبَوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ And when they ignored about that which they had been forewarned, we opened the doors of everything to them. حَتَّى إِذَا فَرِحُوا بِمَا أُوتُوا And then they were overjoyed. And farih doesn't just mean to be happy or joyful, but to be boastful. You know? He feels, ah, look, look at my success. Look what I've attained. Look what I've done. Hatta idha farihu. Until they were overjoyed and boastful with what they had attained. Akhavnahum baghtatan. We suddenly seized them. Faidahum mublisun. And they were shrouded in great regret and sorrow. Now you tell me, would you envy somebody like that? Would you look at somebody like that and say, I want, I want to be like that person? Because we see the person is materially successful. So we say, I want to be like that person. But we don't even know if, if that material, so-called success, is a ni'mah, or a ni'mah. What's a ni'mah? What's a ni'mah? A favor. A favor. A blessing. What's a ni'mah? Is a curse. How could we ever envy somebody that's been cursed by Allah? Our beloved Prophet Sassam confirms this meaning when he says, إِذَا رَأَيْتَ عَبْدًا يُعْطَى وَهُوَ مُقِيمٌ عَلَى مَأْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ فَأْلَمْ أَنَّهُ إِسْتِدْرَاجِ If you see a person being given of the dunya, whilst they are busy with the disobedience of Allah, then know that Allah is preparing to destroy them. سَنَسْتَدْرِجُهُمْ إِسْتِدْرَاجِ He said, know that it is istidraj. What's istidraj? What does Allah say in the Quran? سَنَسْتَدْرِجُهُمْ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ وَأُمْلِي لَهُمْ إِنَّ كَيْدِي مَتِينَ Allah says, we shall seize them from where they cannot account. إِنَّ كَيْفَهَ لَدْرَاتِ That's the best translation I can find for umli. Allah khidrat. Indeed, my plan is solid. Allah gives respite. He gives them enough rope to hang themselves. But that's after Allah has given them so many signs and so many warnings. And the warnings don't cease because as long as a person is alive, as long as a person is alive, the doors of Tawbah are, are open. Inna Allah Allah accepts the repentance of his servant as long as his or her soul doesn't reach their throats. As long as we're alive, the doors of Tawbah are, are open. So success, don't measure it by material possession. Success is measured by the satisfaction of the heart. And that means, Alhamdulillah, I'm a Muslim. Alhamdulillah, I'm satisfied. I'm a Muslim. I'm so happy. I'm satisfied to be the obedient servant of Allah. In other words, in that lies my success. That's what I'm going to strive for each and every single day. To be the best Muslim that I can possibly be. That is success. So that if Allah does give me something, if Allah does give me a nice car, because it's not a sin to have a nice car. It's not a sin to have a nice house. It's not a sin to have wealth. As long as we can understand the responsibility of it. 
look after ourselves and our dependents and the surplus, we need to also spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As I mentioned before, it could be our ticket to Jannah. But what is so important? What is so important, Jamaat al-Muslimin, that if we are living in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us something, then we know that that is a ni'mah, we know that it is a blessing. And not a curse. If we've been in the, living in the disobedience of Allah, then we need to get worried. You give, you tell me. Five, okay. That brings me to the last thing that I want to speak about today. And that is, because now we have, I think we have now, we have identified what is true success. Ultimate success, day of Yom Qiyamah, when we are entered into Jannah. Allah grant us paradise without any account. Amin. Success on the dunya, to be satisfied. Satisfied with whatever Allah has put out for us. In fact, it's one of the major ingredients of taqwa. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, he said that taqwa is four things. Al-khawfu min al-jaleel, to fear the punishment of Allah. Wal-amalu bit-tanzeel, to implement the revelation of Allah. Wa-ridha bi-qalil, to be satisfied with a little bit. Wal-isti'adadu li-yawmin rahil, and to prepare for the day when we shall leave the dunya and meet Allah. Those are the four ingredients of taqwa. That third one, to be satisfied with a little bit. If we are not satisfied with our portion of the dunya, then who we are who are we dissatisfied with? If Allah is our sustainer. If Allah is the sustainer of everything in the heavens and on earth. Our beloved Prophet says, Man asbaha hazinan ala dunya, faqad asbaha sakhitan ala rabbi. Whoever wakes up in the morning dissatisfied with their portion of this world, it is as if they are angry with Allah. We seek refuge in Allah from that. So, being a satisfied soul, you can strive for more. You can work harder. You can try and raise your standard of living. Nobody is saying that that is sinful. But at each point that you find yourself, we must be satisfied. And count our blessings. Because we'll never be able to count them. If you try to count the favors of Allah, you'll never be able to count them. Now, being a satisfied soul with what Allah has put out for us in terms of our portion of this world, and also, like success for one, success for oneself, I'm satisfied with what Allah has put out for me, we must try and, and, inst- and I speak to myself first, we must try and instill that into our hearts, and then success for all, that I'm satisfied with what Allah has given everybody. I'm satisfied that Allah has given that thing to that person and He hasn't given it to me. I'm satisfied. Because this aspect, known as hasad, what is hasad? It is to desire away a favor that has been granted to somebody else. That is hasad. So maybe my car is in bad shape. I'd like a new car, but I can't afford one. Alhamdulillah. At least it takes me from A to B. See, I'm counting my I'm counting my blessings. I have a car. Look at that guy. Or look at these people. Most of them, they have to walk to work. Or they have to catch a taxi or a bus. I still have a car. Alhamdulillah. And then I see somebody driving past with a brand new car. What must I say? What must I say? MashaAllah. Why must I say? What does MashaAllah mean? MashaAllah. That is what Allah wants. Because if I see that that thing, or if I see that thing that Allah has given to somebody else that He hasn't given to me, and then I wish it away from that person towards myself, then it means that I am dissatisfied with Allah. 
Because Allah is the one that gave it to him. So I say, MashaAllah, this is what Allah wants. How can I be dissatisfied with what Allah wants? Hasad is like a fire. Al-hasadu. Al-hasadu ya'kul al-hasanat kama ta'kul al-nar al-hatab. Envy eats away at a person's good deeds like the fire eats away at the firewood. After Ramadan, inshallah, with Ahmad, when you have a liquor braai, and we watch how the fire eats the... Inshallah, we'll talk about this. <laughs> Envy eats away at the person's good deeds like the fire eats away at the firewood. And eventually, what does the wood end up as? Ash. Is that what we want to do to our good deeds? You know, somebody who is fasting and praying and giving charity and doing all sorts of good things, but they are hazard. It's like trying to fill a bucket. Let's say there's a bucket that you want to fill with good deeds. You want to fill the bucket with good deeds. And the, the good deeds is it's like a liquid. It's like a liquid. A person that is doing all these good deeds and they are hazard is like a person filling a bucket with holes at the bottom. It's all going to be in vain. Do not desire those things with which Allah has favored you, some of you over others. Because there are people that have been given wealth and they are blessed. They are blessed with that wealth. They are good Muslims and Allah has blessed them with wealth. Allah says, don't desire that with which Allah has favored some of you over others. That's a favor that Allah gave to them. Allah has favored you in a different way. And so how do we put out that fire if it, if it starts burning in our hearts, that fire of envy? We put it out with our own built-in fire extinguisher. And all you need is three squirts. The first squirt is, MashaAllah. There the flames are put out. The flames are put out. This is what Allah wants for you, my brother. Or my sister. That's what Allah wants for you. I'm satisfied. Success for one, success for all. I'm satisfied with what Allah has given to me. I'm satisfied with what Allah has given to you. But now there's still a little bit of uh, smoke. You know, after the flames go out, there's still a bit of smoke. So, I give a second spray. Tabarakallah. May Allah bless you in what He's given you. Okay, now the smoke is gone, but there's still a bit of heat. So I give a third spray. Zadakallah. May Allah give you more. We'll actually make dua for you. And Allah must make you even more successful. And you know, whenever you make dua for another person, the angels, they say to you, May Allah give you the same. The angels say to you, to us, when we make dua for others, May Allah give you the same. So, Jamaat al-Muslimin, let us change our concept of what success is. And let us strive to be satisfied with what Allah has put out for us. And let us be happy for the gains and the successes of others in this world because that is what is going to build a good healthy Muslim community loving for each other what we love for ourselves without that we cannot attain true faith you will never have true faith until you love for each other what you love for yourselves and the last thing the last thing ghibta which is permissible ghibta غين با طا تا مربوط غبطة غبطة is the only form of halal hasad envy but halal envy because you're not wishing away something from somebody you see that they've got something nice and you say mashallah tabarakallah zadakallah this is what Allah wants for you I'm happy may Allah bless you in it and may Allah even give you more oh Allah help me to attain that like you see somebody whose children are all hafid al-Quran and not one of your children are hafid. MashaAllah, tabarakallah, zadakallah. Oh Allah, help me and my children.
to also become hafiz of the Holy Quran. You see a person who gives lots of charity? Man's got lots of money and he gives, he's a philanthropist, he gives lots of charity? MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, Zadakallah. Ya Allah, I'm happy with what you have given to this person. Oh Allah, I would also like to give some charity. That is ghibta, that is permissible, but let us, let us have it always in our hearts to love for each other, what we love for ourselves, that a, a success for one of us is a success for all of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us in this month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us all our good deeds, remove every iota of hasad, of envy, of prohibited envy from our hearts. Amen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite us on the day of Yawm Qiyamah in the company of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to be entered into the ultimate success Amen. on the day of Yawm Qiyamah fi Jannatin Na'im wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Allahumma rabbal nas adhib albas ishfi anta shafi la shifa illa shifa'uk shifa'an la yugadiru saqama nas'alullah ladhim rabbal arshul kareem ay yashfiyahu 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 نسأل الله لذيم رب العرش الكريم يشفيه ويشفي مرضى المسلمين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اشفي مرضانا وارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يسفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين شكرا ما شاء الله فوشيخ رياض very inspiring talk successful one successful all we'll have a five ten minute break now inshallah and then we we'll return to the final session um also asked if we have any questions now's your chance to write your questions down and we'll try to answer as much of this questions inshallah stretch your legs you need to stretch your legs now inshallah shukran sheikh riyad will be back next term for um, imam ghazali's muslim character inshallah shukran <laughs>